can be carried on multiple platforms. Not just one platform, ladies and gentlemen, like so many people. No, no, not at all. Two, not two, ladies and gentlemen. Two people go, that's a lot. Three, count them three platforms, ladies and gentlemen. This show, Living on a Thin Line with Tony Vizic, are carried upon. We are carried on Comedy Schools Radio Network.com, uh, strictly in a uh, oral, A U R E L sense. Uh, we are on uh, YouTube on Comedy Schools. And of course, we are here on Facebook Live. We come to you every day at 2 p.m. our time, which is Arizona time. It's a unique time, Arizona time. Unique time. Because um, classically, it is mountain standard time, but during daylight savings time, we don't do daylight savings time, so we are actually Pacific standard time. So the exact same time in California and in Arizona. That doesn't make us the same. Oh, no, it does not. But we are on at the same time. So uh, 2 o'clock Arizona time, we are your daily distraction from all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla going on in the world today the show is built around three things it's on three platforms and it's built around three things your questions or comments here on facebook live on youtube and on comedy schools radio network.com uh usually some knickknack some weirdo things some little hoopla some autographs some memorabilia that we have laying around here in the home office that we weave a story around and of course uh, we recommend two artists or two pieces of music based on our vast vinyl and cd collection vinyl album not just vinyl if i just said our vinyl collection could be like a vinyl hat if i said like our neoprene collection that would not make you think records at all records are not done on neoprene neoprene is like a really crappy kind of rubber that uh, where they make really thick gloves uh, i think mainly it's what i had neoprene gloves when i worked in a factory when i was a young man so no neoprene will be used during the making of this show a lot of you may have noticed some of you may have not. By the way, Jim Perry says, I'm just waking up. Good morning. LOL. Uh, I believe you. I believe you. Jim Perry, our good friend Jim Perry, who uh, he and I have gotten together to um, create for you a truly wonderful entertainment space, arena and universe called JP's Comedy Club. JP's Comedy Club, 860 East Warner Road in the greater Gilbert area. Not just Gilbert, greater Gilbert Mesa adjacent, Apache Junction's friend, Chandler's child, and Tempe's, well, you know, we don't have anything to do with those people. Uh, <laughs> well, they have great shows there every week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, uh, five shows, seven and nine on Friday and Saturday, seven on Thursday, sometimes seven on Sunday. This week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, it's none other than John Carden will be the headliner. Um, Kevin Brown says, we are talking about rubbers today. Wow. No, we're not. Kevin Brown says, AZ time, Mountain Standard time, sometimes. That's right. We should have, uh, we should be called, uh, AZMST, Arizona Mountain Sometimes time. No, would that work? Sometimes time? Look, there's Tina and Mike Lawson. Now, I was saying earlier, before I was distracted, by our, uh, our loyal listeners. Uh, I was saying that uh, you may or may have not noticed, but we were not on Saturday or Sunday. By the way, uh, for those of you wondering if uh, there's some sort of optical illusion in the back, there is not. Directly behind me is none other than the grandson Sullivan, who's trying to uh, hide. But you know what? You can't hide. 
We can see you. There he is. So uh, our co-host today is none other than Sullivan Ramirez. He's going to be a wave. going to be a howdy. Are you talking about Lion King? No. I, why are we talking about Lion King? What about Tiger King? <laughs> I'm not talking about Lion King. Our Tiger King. Our Burger King. Our the King of England. Our King Kong. Okay, that's enough. Our Elvis the King. Uh are the king of kings. Sure. You're pretty sure what? Pretty sure there is no such thing. Elvis the legend, Elvis the king. I mean, Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll. Elvis was I don't I don't want any arguments about Elvis during the show. Yes. I won't have or I won't have Elvis arguments during the making of uh, Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. Get back to the show. <laughs> uh, hey Cheryl, can you um you know what? We have a great house here, uh, but in this little tiny room is packed a whole universe of gadgets and goodies and fun stuff and uh, also living creatures. Uh, in this room right now is, of course, my grandson Sullivan, who will not acknowledge the royalty of Elvis Presley. He was not a king. King of rock and roll. Don't try to lay no bougie-woogie on the king of rock and roll. You go home, Sullivan, today and ask your mother if Elvis Presley was the king of rock and roll. She'll tell you yes because she's raising you to rat. She's a good woman. Um, in this room, of course, is Sullivan Ramirez. Uh, my producer just had to be my wife, Shirley Lowe Visick, who uh, goes, I'm not even talking to you about this. And my dog, Roscoe. Four living human beings in a space usually would be considered illegal if you kept a dog in it too long. They go, that is an illegal kennel. But uh, Kevin Brown says he's a very smart young man. Uh, yeah, he's smart. He's smart, but he don't know nothing about no Elvis Presley. Sure, if you could turn on the fan, if you'd be so kind. It gets a little warm in this room sometime, and we have to step back uh, step back in our technology a little bit and uh, aid our air conditioner with a fan. Here's the weird thing. Like the bedroom where uh, Shirley and I uh, sleep is uh, cold as ice. No jokes there. All right, but uh, so sometimes we have to take a step back in technology and use a fan. Uh, Sullivan, that is, he was not a king. Yeah, that's right, he's no longer with us. He's going on to heaven to live with the king of kings. The king of rock and roll now lives with the king of kings. Uh, Amanav Goyle says, if Elvis is the king of rock and roll, what are you to comedy? I am the grand poobah. I am the ayatollah of comedy ola. How's that? Can I bestow? You know what I actually am? A lot of people don't know this. Uh, people go, uh, a person who cannot stay on topic? Yes. Yes, I would agree with you there. Uh, what I am actually is uh, a colonel. I'm giving you just a moment. Just a moment. To really let that sink in. That I legally, no one asked it, Cheryl. It's just people need to know. Sometimes, sometimes people don't know what they need to know. They need to know, need to know, need to know that I really am a colonel, not the king of rock and roll. They need to know. Um, no, you're not. I am, I am, I am a colonel. No, uh, you know what? If you get my wallet, I'll show you my colonel card right there on my wall. Cheryl, take it down and bring it over here. Take it down and bring it over here. No. Right there, that no. plaque. That plaque. Don't do it. I'm doing it. Uh, I am a colonel. No, not like Colonel Sanders. I ain't no chicken. Here. Does that mean you're also popcorn? No, right there. Now, you can't read that because it's a mirror image. 
Yeah, you can see it on YouTube. That is a plaque. Commonwealth of Kentucky from Stephen L. Bashir. So I've been a colonel for a while. I'm a veteran. To all to, all to whom these presents shall come greeting. Know ye that. That's what it says. Honorable Anthony D. Visick, that is me, is commissioned a Kentucky colonel. I hereby confer this honor with all the rights, privileges, and responsibilities thereunto appertaining. In testimony whereof, I have caused these letters to be made patent, and the seal of the Commonwealth uh, be hereto affixed. That was a tough word for me to get out. Done at Frankfurt on the 25th day of August in the year of our Lord, 2013, and in the 222nd year of the Commonwealth. And it is signed by um, Stephen L. Bashir, the governor, and by uh, Allison Lind Grimes, and she is uh, Lindengard Grimes, and I don't know who the hell she is. And right there is the seal. So now we've gotten this out of the way. Sure, you may, you may place this back in its rightful place of honor in the room now, if you'd uh, be so kind. Uh, now that we've gotten that out of the way, no one can deny that I'm a colonel. I am a colonel. I, I'm not part colonel. You can't be part I'm colonel. I like what? I'm part feral. Part Phil? Feral. Part feral. That's true. He is feral. Yeah, I'm not wearing shoes right now. He's not wearing shoes. Matter of fact, he, when he came when we came over today, he had forgotten his shoes. He said, I don't need no shoes. He'd have been right at home in Missouri. Wouldn't it have been Tina and Mike Lawson? I don't know how I got off on that whole crazy thing, but I did. Uh, but I am a colonel. I was off. That's originally what we were talking about. We were talking about me not talking. Go ahead. Make your smart-ass remarks. I'm waiting for them, each and every one of you. Um, Saturday, Saturday, and Sunday, the Lord's Day of Rest, we were not on. Now, we are now normally taking Saturday off because we need to take a little break every once in a while. Uh, Paul Whitney says, my eighth grader also forgets his shoes. See hear that? You're just like an eighth grader, although you're only eight. Um, he's handing me a piece of paper here. You know, this piece of paper is nothing. Um, it was handed a blank sheet of paper. But Sunday, yesterday, here's how I started my day. So hold on, let, let me finish this story, okay? Yeah, keep talking. Yeah, keep talking. Um, I started my day as I got up early in the morning, early in the morning. For me, a guy who works nights, Kevin Brown says you can be part colonel. We call the reservist, <laughs> that's what we call the re reservist or even weekend warriors, part colonel. Yes, yes, I am a colonel, but I am a man of peace. So go ahead and try to take a little piece of my heart. I got up Sunday morning and I went to Starbucks, but I didn't just get myself a cup of coffee. No, I did not. I ordered a carafe, if you will, a travel case. It comes in cardboard. That's how you say it if you're from Missouri. Cardboard of that would actually pour 25 small cups of coffee. 25 cups of coffee along with 25 cups. And then Splenda, Sweet and Low, Whole Earth Artificial Sweetener and Sugar itself. 
and a nice large uh, cup of half and half from Starbucks that only costs, you know what that costs? Anybody care to guess what that costs? 25 cups of coffee, four different sweeteners, cups, half and half, little stirring things, $19.60 for 25 cups. So the next time you go there and pay like eight bucks for a cup of coffee, you're being ripped off and now it's your own fault because you have the information. Anyway, I started out my morning yesterday by getting up bright and early and going to Starbucks and getting coffee and holding a coffee in the park. So here in the lovely community, not $2 million. That's wrong, Paul, not $2 million. If your guess was $2 million. Anyway, I just told you it's $19.60. You're going to have to start donating to the Operation Bobblehead Rescue Fund. Um, I had a coffee in the park. Myself and another member of the HOA's board of directors held a coffee in the park so we can answer people's questions about the uh, upcoming election, the board of directors, the HOA, etc. And only a couple people showed up, which is what I expected. I saw one person who's running for the board out here, and they're talking about the, we're going to have a candidate forum where people can meet the candidates and talk to them. I saw one guy uh, say, because uh, only uh, 39 people can attend because of social distancing, we're doing it live in person. He goes, it seems like there'd be a lot more people that would want to attend for an event this size. And you know what? And to someone new, that makes sense. And it's anyone that seems to make sense. But we had a candidate for him two years ago, and only about 25 people total. Of the over 1,600 homes here, only about 25 people showed up at the candidate forum. But man, if you go on to some of the Facebook pages that have the name Maricopa Meadows in them right now, if you do that right now, whoo, you would think the world was on fire and that this election was just like the President of the United States. And people are saying some ugly, weird stuff, man. Ugly, weird stuff. You know, I even had written to a couple people, you know, we're right down the street, don't you? And you go, yeah, yeah, I didn't think about that. You know, it's not like I'm arguing with someone in uh, Saskatoon about the price of rice in China. Anyway, I held that. That's how I started my day. Okay, came home, did some things at home. I uh, was totally tired because of uh, uh, the incredible week we had. Took a nap and completely slept through the start time of yesterday's show. Then I spent my evening answering a bunch of questions on Facebook about the election. And then, um, then Cheryl and I had, uh, we had pizza pie for dinner. And still at the end of the night, a former board member, here's what's caused all the trouble out here. And I know a lot of you are going, why are we talking about this today? Well, first off, I just woke up from a nap and I'm still groggy. Uh, but why are we talking about this today? Why are we talking about the Maricopa Meadows Homeowner Association Board of Directors election. Uh, because I'm on the board of directors out here. But here's what happened. There was a gentleman on the board who voted with the board the majority of times. The majority of votes, I believe you could go back, and I feel fa fairly certain, don't absolutely quote me, but I feel fairly certain that I comfortably say that he voted with the majority on what are mostly mundane issues, uh, uh, landscaping and weed removal and tree replacement and, and uh, et cetera. Uh, he voted with the majority. But then he did not like the fact, <laughs> this is what my life is, <laughs> that we are talking about putting a public bathroom in our large 15 to 20 acre uh, park 
and then we might use a septic uh, system. And he was totally opposed to that. And I go, well, we need to explore all the possibilities. He goes, yeah, but if we're exploring that, that's what we're doing. I go, well, I don't think that's 100% accurate. It is a possible thing, but he didn't want to uh, then explore it, even though he and I had been to Global Water together uh, almost two years ago and gotten the ball rolling on all of this. And then we hired a uh, new property management company, and they hired a single individual whose sole job is our community. Now, he didn't like the person they were hiring. Fair enough. I certainly not like some of the people that I've hired personally. Didn't want to go for a car ride them, hold hands, skip, you know, trade chewing gum, swap chewing gum, or spit with them. Any of that, but they did the job. So this gentleman quit. Quit the board of directors, which is fine, which is his right. Uh, since I've been on the board, we've had um, two people, uh, two other people out and out resign. One, maybe one, okay? And one previous to that because they'd sold their houses and moved. <coughs> they moved, so they were off the board. But he quit because he did not like who he hired as a property manager, even though he could have ran again and hoped that his consistent uh, evidence would have prevailed and we could have gotten, you know, gotten a different property manager or that there'd been new people on the board and he could have voted with them. And I just quit and decided to attack me and everybody else on Facebook and to stir up the pot here in this town to where... I was not even maybe going to run for the board this time. I thought, man, I've been on it for two years. We've done a lot of great work. We've done a lot of good things. We've really modernized some things. Well, we've got a lot of things looking really good. Uh, I know what comes next, but maybe somebody else can handle it. Uh, but I was visiting with some people Saturday morning from a safe social distance. And he went, what is going on in our community? Why all the negativity? Why all the anger? And I said, well, there's not really. It's just, it's just five or ten people on Facebook who constantly do this. They go, well, hey, if you read it. So they make us look crazy. Now, yes, it's true. I may not know karate, but I do know crazy. That might be true. But it makes us look in such a negative light. So I decided to run anyway. Now, I might not win. All right, because, you know, a board of directors is like, that is like a permanent emotional punching bag for anybody who lives in an HOA. Well, the board of directors, the board of directors, you know what the board of directors, they, you know what the people's next door to their house, why, why are they letting them grow their weeds? And then they, then they get a letter about their weeds. You go, why are they sending me a letter about my weeds? Well, you know, how do you know we didn't send them a letter as well? Man, you know, when I lay it out like this, it sounds pathetic. But I like where I live, and I like... The, most of the people uh, where I live, I don't hate anyone where I live. There's some people who, you know, I would not want to be in a long line at uh, the grocery store with them in front or behind me engaged in a conversation for more than five or ten minutes. That's true. And I think it's important that since we have such a pretty community that we maintain it. And there's some who don't believe that. There's some who do not want electric lights in the park. There's some who do not want a modern public bathroom in the park and I don't know but someone who I was talking to with this talking to about this said to me they go they don't want electricity or public bathrooms I said yeah some people don't want it <coughs> excuse me and they said well it's not that they live in the wrong community maybe they live in the wrong century 
If you'd been in Maricopa in the 19th century, you wouldn't have to worry about public restrooms or electric lights because there wouldn't have been no such thing. Uh, in uh, 19 well, it would have been in 1920. I don't know if they had electricity out here yet. I don't know if they had no electricity out here in Maricopa in 1920, but uh, or if they had uh, if they had indoor privies. So that so consumed me yesterday that I totally slept through the start of the show. And now that you've watched this portion of the show, you're probably going, yeah, we, we kind of wish you would have slept with this part too. But I had to just get that off my chest. I had to get that out of my being, get it out of my soul. <laughs> okay. Hey, um, if you're looking for stuff to do, and you always are, okay, uh, you, can, uh, you can join. <laughs> Put a Johnny on the soy in the park. I don't know what that is, Tina and Mike, a Johnny on the soy. Uh, I don't know if that's a slang for something that I don't know. I might not be uh, with it. Please explain. That's what someone just posted. If you're looking for something to do, uh, coming up on October 12th, October 12th, uh, if you're in the greater Gilbert area, I will be at JP's Comedy Club with a free intro to my stand-up comedy workshops. No obligation, no hard sell. You come by Monday at 7.30 and uh, listen to what we have to say. And if you like what you hear and I like what you say, you go ahead and uh, uh, sign up and we will get you on your way with our stand-up comedy workshops. Also, Tuesday, October 13th, there will be a free intro on Zoom at 6 p.m. You'll be able to get all that information later on today on comedyschools.com. All right, we got that coming up. Fire ya. That's coming up. All right, uh, Johnny on the spot. Oh, Johnny on the soy. Johnny on the spot. Okay, there we go. Oh, Johnny on the soy. I get what you're saying. Cool. I like that. All right. Let's get to the music, shall we? By the way, no bobbleheads today, no memorabilia. Nothing like that. Uh, I had a co-host, uh, but he's uh, he's drawing some pretty cool pictures right now. What? Um, what? Oh. What? Remember that promise you made? What promise did I make? To never cuss on this. To never cuss on. I didn't make a. Well, all right. What about that promise? You broke it. Did I break it? I broke my cursing promise today. I'm he said. Sure you broke it other days as well when I wasn't here. Who said that? Yeah, do you have proof? Yeah. What do you mean he has proof? He might have a witness that's not proof. We record everything. Have you watched it? Um, no, but no, no, he doesn't even watch. Did, did, did he? All right. Okay. And All right. I also have a little live stream. All right, what is it's this? A live stream of a live stream. <laughs> it's a live stream of a live stream. I keep thinking he's going to hit me. All right. All right, what is, let's see the picture. Happened. This is, ladies and gentlemen, a live stream of a live stream and it's brought to you by uh, a young portrait of an artist a young man Sullivan Ramirez there you go Sullivan let's get to the music shall we we've chewed up plenty of time talking about porta potties uh, boards of directors etc uh, Tita Michael says spell check Johnny on the soy Johnny on the spot alright I thought it was like maybe a modern sort of uh, uh, you know if you're talking about a porta potty we have them in the park. We've had them for years. Abhinav Goyal says, you owe Sullivan money. Yeah, you know what? It won't be long for you owe me money, Abhinav. So there you go. Nah, 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 nah. Oh, <laughs> <God. I> mean, <laughs> Go ahead. You had to bring it up, Abhinav. He had totally forgotten about the money part. I did know. I did know. He did know. He did know. Um, we do have uh, two porta potties in the park, but they are over a long... Those things are never meant to be permanent. They are... 
can be a wee bit of an eyesore. They serve an important purpose. We have a large park for that for uh, elderly folks out on the walk, uh, mothers with their kids, when people have uh, events up there. Um, <laughs> Paul Whitney says, how about a bidet in the park? Who could argue with that? <laughs> oh, you've just given me some fun info, Paul. How about a bidet in the park? Who could argue with that? Hey, to all of my friends who uh, um, follow the Jewish faith, I want to say uh, happy Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur. I just want to say that uh, uh, usually uh, today, uh, not too long after I sign off, I'm with a, a, ta- a group of very talented writers where we uh, craft and create political messaging and send out to various uh, politicians and uh, political organizations throughout the country. Uh, but many of them are now um, celebrating this uh, important holiday uh, for uh, in their in their religion, and we just want to acknowledge that and say uh, happy Yom Kippur. All right, let's get to the music, okay? So we got uh, two albums to talk about today, and it's almost like maybe I'll just get to one. How much time do I have left, Cheryl? Five minutes. I have been talking about the board of directors for almost twenty-five minutes. I have four, I have, I have, I have abused my poor friends, family, and listeners with this long day of tribe about this issue. Man, that makes me feel good. Get inside. Uh, uh, Adam Clayton Powell, keep the faith, baby. Uh, we actually have a, uh, a spoken word record by Adam Clayton Powell. We'll talk about him soon. You should, by the way, uh, you should know about him. He was an important guy in American politics, Sullivan. Uh, bring that over here. Bring it here. I think I know. No. He's, so this is uh, Adam Clayton Powell, and this is uh, Keep the Faith, Baby, Adam Clayton Powell's Message to the World, Dateline January 1967, an exclusive live recording. So Adam Clayton Powell was a very, very important guy. Let me read to you what it says in the back. How do you measure greatness? By the ageless beauty of the written word? By the inspiration of spoken eloquence. Or does the eternal, uh, does the eternal slide rule measure man's greatness by his deeds and legacy for generations to come? There is no simple formula. But history, one, what, history will one day say of Adam Clayton Powell, the noble acts which he did and his greatness, they are not written for they were very many. And yet, Adam Clayton Powell is more than a summation of many noble acts. He has been a proud giant sequoia in the freedom struggle, oft times alone but never afraid, where the walking picket lines for over a quarter century, ministering to the religious needs of one of America's largest churches, passionately fighting for more jobs, loudly defending the rights of all black people, are skillfully guiding 60 major bills through his Education and Labor Committee to final passage. The genius of Adam Clayton Powell has found expression. He remains, after 58 years, that world, histori- that world historical individual and universal man, loved by many, feared by some, hated by a few, but acclaimed by all. To, endear, to endure is, great, is greater than to, it, to dare. To tear out hostile fortune, to be daunted by no difficulty, to keep heart when all have lost it, to go through his intrigue spotless, or to forego even ambition, when even the end is gained, who could say this is not greatness? Indeed, this is greatness. Adam Clayton Powell. And this is then a spoken word record uh, where he is uh, speaking on topics of the day 
side one, keep the faith, baby. Side two, my dear colleagues. Uh, no, once again, still on side one. And then finally, uh, handwriting on the wall. Side two, burn, baby, burn. Death of any man in one day. So Adam Clayton Powell was an uh, African-American member of the House of Representatives representing his district in Harlem in the 1960s. He stood out for many things. One of the things that he stood out for is that he was a black man in Congress at a time when that was a true aberration. He stood out because he did not try to fit in and, and bow and kowtow to those individuals that controlled Congress at the time. But a man who truly stood up and fought many of the great civil rights of the 1960s along with greats like Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. And he was really a man of his people and he was a man of his time and of his place. And because of that, of course, he was constantly attacked, degraded, and vilified. But he did endure. He did endure. And even though that's not who we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about Adam Clayton Powell today. Uh, you don't know who he is. You don't know who he is. But now that I've said his name, perhaps maybe you do. All right? Uh, Shirley has put into the... Um, into the uh, uh, comment section here, and I'm going to put it on later on, uh, the, YouTube, the YouTube link to this uh, spoken word record of Adam Clayton Powell, Keep the Faith, Baby. Listen to it. It is a testament of the time, and yet it is timeless. And for all of you who really fear sometimes that a, uh, a bad cloud is covering us right now, keep in mind that it's always darkest right before the dawn, that other people have had to endure the gaining of liberty and freedom, and then the constant struggle to keep it and sometimes lose a little of it till we march forward. Adam Clayton Powell. All right, that's our show for the day. We've gone from me talking about uh, porta potties in the park here at Maricopa Meadows to the great man, Adam Clayton Powell, whom I salute. Happy Yom Kippur. Uh, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, a vote Biden sign tomorrow. I will show you, Cheryl, don't let me forget. Tomorrow, my collection right now of uh, Democratic yard signs. Some of them we got in the yard and some that we're putting up. Well, we've got them and we're going to show them to you. Thanks for listening on behalf of uh, today's uh, guest co-host, Sullivan Ramirez. My wife, who happens to be my producer, Shirley Lovisic. We want to thank you for watching Living on a Thin Line. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.